Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, Jackie McMullen's going to try to straighten this out. She's brought to you by Toyota of, Toyota of Nashua Commonwealth Mortgage and by our friends at Town Fair Tire. And Jackie joins us from ESPN Boston on the AT&T Hotline. Jackie, how are you? Good. I'm over here at the Garden with the boys, with the Bruins. Uh, and let's start with that because you've lived through some big-time rivalries uh, here in this city, whether it's been Red Sox, Yankees, Lakers, Celtics, Bruins, right. Canadiens. Uh, I feel like this is at least right there when it comes to hate with uh, Red Sox, Yankees. I don't know if the Lakers, Celtics ever had quite as much hate. Where do you rank Bruins, Canadiens, Jackie, in terms of the Boston rivalries the last 25, 30 years? Okay, Mike, you're showing your age, dear. Uh-oh. Don't you remember Cedric Maxwell giving the choke to James Worthy when he missed a free throw at the free throw line in the, in the finals? <laughs> Come on, my friend. You saw that? I, the close li- the Rambus clothesline? I'll factor yeah. that in as well. Absolutely. That was the kick in the yeah. balls. All right. Listen, this is right. This is the hockey equivalent to all of that and more. And you can tell. I can tell you. You can tell because of Claude Julian's press conference that he just had that lasted, if you can believe it, about 20 words less than Bill Belichick's usually do. Wow. He's in full Belichick mode here. He's got his Montreal game face on. I remember, too, uh, he got fired by the Montreal Canadiens and was replaced by the coach uh, that is now in charge of the Canadiens. So there's all sorts of personal stuff there as well. But uh, it's, there's a, a healthy uh, amount of dislike uh, among these two teams, these two franchises, and that's awesome. Bring it on. Yeah, and that's, that's what's unique, I think. You know, Maybe about the NHL, I don't know, but other sports – well, the guys that just seem chummy, right? Everybody seems friends. They work out all off season. Right. They do this. They're agents, whatever it is, free agents. They jump from team to team. In the NHL, it it doesn't seem like that at all. I mean, it looks like, it feels like they really just don't like each other. Well, I think there's just a long history of uh, people involved with both organizations that have been around a long time, and that and it's been excellence uh, in both organizations for a long time. So that all contributes to it, I believe. And uh, you know, it's funny. I I think. Uh, I was in just in the, the dressing room a few few minutes ago, and uh, very somber in there, very businesslike. They are not taking Montreal lightly in, in the slightest. It's just not even a possibility. Paye, it looks like, is probably going to play tonight. Um, and then, of course, Marshawn wasn't on the ice during the pregame skates, and so now we're all wondering about that. Yeah, nothing uh, with that at all? No, no. no so they said, can you tell us about uh, Brad Marshawn's status? And he said, uh, no. <laughs> it was great. Uh, great. And you, you mentioned that, uh, I mean, we look, talk about this series and you talk about the way Montreal plays. I think there's just something about their style, Jack. I think there's something about their fan base that gets under the fan base, uh, the skin of the fan base here in Boston, that they, they'll call you out for the diving around on the ice. They'll call you for taking liberties. But their guys, when they do it, whether it's Subban or anybody else, they seem to be okay with it. I feel like the fan base is here. You know, they, they've ratcheted this thing up about, hey, how you're supposed to go about playing the game of hockey, Jackie. Do you buy into that? Yeah, there's probably a little bit of truth to that. Uh, one of my very best friends in the world, her name is Arlene. Well, her name was Arlene Gallant. She moved to Longue, Quebec. Her name is now Arlene Saint-Ange. Longue. We cannot, we cannot discuss hockey Ooh. because her husband is such a rabid Montreal Canadiens fan. We can't, we can't even talk about it anymore because she's gone to the dark side, and it really is a little bit like that. And there's a certain, the word that I heard uh, today was arrogance uh, people feel about 
Montreal, their players, their fans, and even their media. And that's that. Those are Boston people talking. Uh, but you know how it is. It's it's it, for many years it was lopsided one way, just like it Red Sox Yankees. But it's turning the other way now, isn't it? Yeah, no, it, it has, and we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, it continues to turn and stay that way. But you know, you've been around that team now. Is there any one thing that that Clotus talked about? I know, uh, talking to Bob Beers last night, he was talking about you know possession of the puck, no turnovers, things like that. Is there one thing that kind of has stood out here in the last couple of days that you're hearing? Well, I think it is. I think is the Bruins uh, continuing the back checking because that's Clotus' whole thing. That's been the whole thing all along. Is you got to play two way hockey, uh, and if you don't, you're out of town. Ask Tyler Sagan about that. And even to a lesser degree, I suppose, Yager, who tried to do it as the season went on. Uh, but he expects you to back check. He expects you to be physical. And, and the word you hear, and I heard it over and over again just now, is you need to be consistent. You don't need to be spectacular. You need to be consistent. And if the Bruins play the kind of consistent game that they have played all season, they have the depth and the talent to win this series. How about another you word? Get, you can't get caught up in the emotion, right? That's well, the last thing yeah. That's the other word I was looking for, discipline. How often have you heard that word be thrown around? Yes, quite a bit, quite a bit. And that is really what this team is all about. It's what they hang their hat on. Uh, and they, they do what they need to do at the right times that they need to do it. They, uh, again, that word consistency, and it, it, doesn't, it can't be just the first line. It's got to be one through four, and I think that's what they feel like gives them the advantage, um, especially if you have Pi back now on that, on that fourth line. Jackie McMullen, ESPNBoston.com, is joining us. Bruins and Canadians game one tonight. Can't wait for it. Uh, the story uh, of the of the week nationally, and even here besides the Bruins and Red Sox, has been the Donald Sterling revelations, Jackie. Right. And you've spent a, a career covering the NBA. i got to get your reaction to what you heard. Were you surprised by the TMZ audio uh, when it first got leaked over the weekend? Uh, not one bit. Not one bit. In fact, Bill Plasky and I were just, uh, my friend from the LA Times was just talking about this yesterday. Both of us through the years have written about Donald Sterling. Uh, we've, you know, pined about him on television. Uh, this is not a secret to, to the longtime people that have covered this league. And then people say, well, why wasn't anything done? I mean, go Google Bill Plasky how many times he's written about Donald Sterling and, and his atrocious, atrocious record when it comes to racial relations. People needed to hear it for themselves. This, that's why I think there was finally uh, something that people could hold on to because it was there on tape. You didn't read it in a newspaper. You didn't read it in a deposition that was settled out of court. You heard it with your own ears, and I think that's why it had the shock effect that it did. But listen, Doc Rivers knew what kind of man Donald Sterling was before he went there because it's one of the reasons his negotiations were held up, because they wanted to get everything in writing. They wanted the contract to be viewed by attorneys from the Clippers, not Donald Sterling. He, you know, he was very, very wary of going to that organization. Uh, I do believe there were provision in Doc's contract that kept him separate from having to deal with Donald Sterling during his tenure there because he was so concerned about it. So this, this was not a secret to people who have been around the NBA for a long time. But, uh, you know, let's hope, uh, let's hope that they act swiftly. Let's, I have no doubt that that three-quarter vote will go through. Uh, a fine, fine moment for Adam Silver. Remember I told you guys he's going to seem nice and look a little goofy? You did. But he's, going to, but he's a very strong man, yeah. and he proved that. But here's the thing. I just What I worry about uh, for the league and for Doc and for everybody involved with the Clippers is can they remove him? They can ban him for life. They've already done that. But can they remove him as owner? How easily is that done? He's going to challenge it in a court of law. He loves to drag things out. That's his M.O. How long do you get dragged through the muck before Donald Sterling is yeah. really extricated from the Clippers? And I think that's the question we had afterwards. Everything was great. He handled everything perfectly, you know. But 
My question would be if if he's banned from the NBA for life and this does drag out and technically, you know, he's financially, who's in charge financially? If he's like, you know, I'm banned for life, I can't, you know, I can't use any of my money. Is that just how does that work? Well, we're going to find out. I mean, I, they, the Board of Governors have the right to remove one of their own. It's in the bylaws of the NBA Constitution, and I do believe it's, it's ironclad. I mean, that place, is, the NBA office, you've ever been there, it's just there's, the only thing that more than basketball people is lawyers. So you've got to believe that it's ironclad, but that doesn't mean you can't tie something up in court for a long time because there's always a way to do that. Jackie, I, I, hope, I, I hope for everybody who's concerned that doesn't happen. Right. I, I call Doc Rivers the perfect coach for an imperfect situation and what's going on in L.A. Uh, you're close with him. Based on what you just said, that he had some provisions built in and he's very wary of this, you think he regrets taking the job with the Clippers as of right now? I'm sure he did a couple days ago. Um, I don't think so now. I think he wants to move forward. He really loves the players there. He's loving it there. He really is. He's um, totally embraced uh, the team the culture, everything there. Um, and, and again, I don't think Donald Sterling was a day-to-day presence in their lives, but this was an ugly reminder that, hey, you signed on with, with someone you should have thought twice about. I think he did think twice about it. I think he talked ten times about it. Now, going forward, will he, be, will he be forced to make another tough decision if this thing starts to drag on? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think Doc does either. La- so I don't think he regrets it. I, I don't think that would be right because he and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin – uh, there, there's, it's just a big love fest over there, and they're really trying to build something together. And when you think about that, guys, think about it, because he wanted to bring Garnett there, and it would have cost him DeAndre Jordan. But somehow he's yeah. convinced DeAndre Jordan that he is the center of the Clippers' world. Uh, that's, what, that's what Doc's best at. Uh, I think you're right. The owners will be able to vote him out. Real quick, Jackie, should the Sterling family be able to keep that team, or should new owners be appointed? They absolutely should not be able to. And, and the one mistake Doc made, and I wish I had – talked to him before he did it was allowing Shelly Sterling to go to that game because in his mind she did nothing wrong, quote, nothing wrong. Go back and look at the depositions from all those lawsuits regarding their housing scandal. She's, her, her fingerprints are all over it. She's as big a racist as he is. Jackie, great stuff. Enjoy game one at the Garden tonight, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Have a good one. Uh, Jackie McMullen, ESPN Boston, joining us here on the 18th, the outline talking Bruins and about Donald Sterling, she covered the NBA, covered the NBA for a long time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.